This is episode 7 of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. Welcome to the Inner Game of Aging podcast, helping you to discover how to be older without growing old. And here's your host, turning this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Mowat. Welcome again to the Inner Game of Aging podcast. This is episode number seven. You know, a podcast is nothing without an audience. So I am truly appreciative of the downloads that this show has been getting thus far. But many of our target audiences are still struggling to understand what a podcast is and how to access them. For that reason, I am putting together an instructional page on my site about how to access these and other podcasts. Also included are instructions on how to leave comments and reviews and to subscribe to podcasts. Although the page is not fully functional as yet, you can see its progress at innergameofaging.com forward slash podcast access. No spaces. I've also had the pleasure of being interviewed on other podcasts, which all helps to spread the message of the inner game of aging. I will share the links for one or two of these podcasts in my show notes page for this episode. And the final reminder before we head to our guest for today's episode is to help spread the message of this podcast. This podcast is changing the dialogue of what aging means in our culture. If this is something that you believe in, then share this podcast on your social media. Leave comments in the show notes pages. Leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher or on my site directly. Do what you can to help others discover this podcast. With all of that out of the way... Allow me to introduce our guest for today's episode. Steve Benendetto is the owner of a business named Respectful Beats. I found this to be rather intriguing as a name. What does a business named Respectful Beats do? How does this name reflect its business activity? And how does that connect to the issues of older citizens? And wait until you hear how he got the idea for his business, which he says was an accident. If you haven't figured it out already, you should know that Steve is very passionate about drumming. And he has connected this passion in innovative ways to help older citizens. Steve has been kind enough to offer my listeners a free drumming workshop and a free djembe drum. We discuss these details of how you can be eligible for these gifts at the end of the episode. What is a djembe drum? We discuss that in this episode. So without further ado, let us join the conversation. I wanted to chat with you because um, I discover in becoming familiar with you, Steve, that 
your audience and my audience has a large amount of overlap. Um, and your business is called Respectful Beats, which I thought was a rather intriguing name. And after checking you out, your website and everything like that, I'm going to give the listeners your URL so they can check it out as well. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to see and explore how you began your business named Respectful Beats. How did you how did you find this particular niche? Can you describe for my listeners what your business is all about? You probably give a better description than I would. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the the business itself kind of began um, in all truth, it began by accident. I've been a musician since the age of uh, ten, a drummer. And uh, you know, fast forward till to last year, 2015. I began working um, just to, you know, I was treading my wheels with, with work and earning money, and I um, picked up a job at a, a senior, you know, senior living facility in uh, in a local town, just waiting tables Ouch. of all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I've done before. So I said, you know what, I'll just do this just while I figure out what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um. And so about a month or two into it, um, one of the senior managers there who knew I was a musician asked me to teach a class to the, to the residents. They, they knew I, you know, there was a big study and I, mm-hmm. it was kind of popular that use, drumming is good for your health. And they, they kind of knew that. So they said, you know what, let's, let's give it a go. And, uh, you know, we know you haven't done taught a class like this before, but let's let's see how it goes. So I said, you know what? No problem. It's you know, sound like a good idea. Uh, we had a little sign up sheet in the activities room that mm-hmm. folks were going to sign up and go. And um, so about a day before, I went and actually checked checked on the sign up sheet, and there was about twelve, you know, ten or twelve people mm-hmm. looked like they were going to be going. So. The next day I, I, I set up and, uh, you know, this was on one of the uh, activities floors where they have the, the uh, you know, uh, presentations and so yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. So I set up and uh, I came back. There was nobody there when I set up. When I came back, you know, about five minutes before my presentation, I'm walking down the hall into this room and the 12 sort of turned into about over 50 people. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there was there was quite a buzz leading up to this that I didn't know about. Um, Interesting. And uh, yeah, and and so you know we went for it. That you know I, I I was I was a little nervous, but we we went for it. And in that first class was very pivotal because you know I saw I saw what the response was from them. Hmm. Um. And, you know, it was just, it was just a, it, it felt like a, a, a win-win right off the bat because I really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed it. And, uh. Now at that point, yeah. Respectful Beats wasn't formed yet at that point. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So okay. at that, that, that was like the, the inception of, of the, the idea, I guess you could say. Sure. So, you know, maybe a couple weeks down the line, they said, you know, that went really well. Come back and do it again. Um, so I did. Mm-hmm. 
And then another sort of competing facility called me. They must have got the word that I did there. So <laughs> that was like when the when the light bulb went off that, you know, maybe I have something here that I can do a business with. Interesting. And this was it. Yeah, this is this is how it was organically kind of. Wow. That's actually born. a very nice, inspiring story. You know, I mean, just the story of Respectful Beats and how it started. It's kind of inspiring unto itself. We should never throw out our ideas. They can always come to fruition in very strange ways. Yeah. So, um, so now, um, so you discovered this niche from, you know, getting involved in these senior centers, et cetera, et cetera. And what did it take to turn that into respectful beats? So, you know, about that time that, a month in, into that first workshop, I was kind of, you know, figuring out, okay, how can I turn this into a, a business where I, um, you know, I have clients, I, you know, it's a, it's all approved in the, on the business level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to take care of kind of the logistics of getting the, the licenses and, and things like that through the town and okay. just setting up the actual business. Um, but you know, once I kind of committed a hundred percent to doing this is really when things began to even fall more into place because, you know, uh, at that month point, I was like, you know, I don't know if I can use this as a, as a uh, sustainable Mm. living, you know, for, for bills and, and just to, just to earn a living. But I said, you know what, all the great success stories you hear, all the great, um, entrepreneurs, they, they never know at that point what yes, to do. Yes, I mean, you're absolutely right. So. You have to be a hundred percent on board with your idea, no matter what the future looks like. So I said, you know what? And, and it was, it was a tough time. And it, you know, um, I, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to just give it a hundred percent and just try to do this as I'm seeing the benefit for the seniors. I mean, they really have been enjoying this. That's, yeah, about, that's the part I wanted to talk to you more about because, you know, like I can, as soon as you started talking to me about connecting drumming and our older citizens, I could easily see a connection, but that's when I went to your website and, um, you say respectful beats has only been around for a little bit more than a year at this point in time, but your website yeah. is, um, it shows that you have a very strong connection to drumming. Respectful Beats is focused on drumming and connection to old, older citizens, but Steve Benedetto, his connection to drumming goes way back, well before Respectful Beats, and your Respectful Beats site shows that. You apparently have a passion for drumming that goes well beyond Respectful Beats, just from looking at your site. You know, I'm rummaging around your site now, and I'm seeing things like, yeah, stories of early drum legends. What's 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 up with that? Drummer Sorry. jokes, drummer jokes. You know, this man obviously has a passion for yeah the spiritual side of drumming. This man obviously has a passion for drumming. Where does what's talk to me about this passion of yours? Well, um, there's no denying that I love I love the drums. Um, so the 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 stories of early drum legends that you mentioned, Lee, is uh, a lot of the residents come from a time period where they recognize a, a few, I'd say two or three 
uh, very popular drummers from the, the 50s, 60s, and even 70s. Um, notably, uh, as an example, Gene Krupa was mm-hmm. a big, dr- big, big, big band drummer back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of go into a little bit of how he played. He was very flashy, uh, kind of a vaudeville drummer. So I'll do some stick twirling and so forth. Mm. Um, kind of show them what what he was like, or maybe I'll play a song that he played on, like Sing, 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 and play the whole song. Okay. The drum solo. Um, Interesting. But, you know, like, I mean, drummer jokes? I mean... <laughs> drummer jokes, uh, we, we, they have a reputation, Lee, of, of not being the... You know, typically the brightest member of the band. But, <laughs> so I, I like to I like to take that that we're not I'm not taking myself too seriously or you know the drummers, but uh-huh. um, it's uh, I, I'm just I'm a comedian by by nature, so I, I kind of you're a comedian by nature. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least I think so. Maybe not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't pegged you as a comedian yet, but uh, yeah. But the, you you also have something very interesting on your site. Which appeals to me, the spiritual side of drumming, you know, connecting drumming and meditation. Now, this, of course, intrigues me quite a bit. You know, I'm very much into the spiritual side of anything. You know, how do you find the spiritual side of drumming? How do you explain that to people? It's it's something where I actually don't even explain it. It's something they have to experience for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um. It's similar to um, a sign, a sign pointing. You know, it's pointing to where you got to go, but the sign itself is not the that's right the object of the the talk. That's right. Um, so, so I, I kind of liken that to drumming, where you know, I, I tell the residents or you know the participants in the workshop, I say, you know, because a lot of them are, are sometimes concerned that it's going to be a very um, you know, they have to have a religious uh, viewpoint oh, yeah. on the spirit, spiritual side. And, and that's not the case at all. You know, the, it's something that just kind of happens naturally as you play that um, absolutely experience of good feeling that they get. You know, it's funny. You remind me of an episode that I released, I think, last week or the week before, which explored the difference between religion and spirituality. Uh, and, you know, the two are not the same. You can be spiritual without being religious, and right. you know, and so uh, that's that episode. I really enjoyed, um, you know, discovering the points that uh, my guest was making at that point. So I can hear what you're saying here in terms of the spiritual side of drumming. It is something that would have to be felt. So, um, but it's it's very interesting. You just, I mean. You're obviously into drumming. You obviously have gotten the benefits in your life for drumming. And now you are using this to connect to others, older citizens, and making a living at it, which I'm finding to be rather fascinating. So, on again, going through your site, you have, um, I've read some of your blogs. You have one particular blog that, of course, would interest me, and that yes. is how... Drumming benefits older people. Can you go through that article with us? Yes, this this is the part that really gets me excited um, because this is the heart of what I'm doing. What I'm doing. Um, so the benefits for for the older folks are are certainly numerous, and I'll try to touch on a couple of them that I 
three C's, mm-hmm. concentration, circulation, and coordination. Interesting. So these are just things, you know, um, health benefits that you receive when you're just playing the drums in a, in a focused manner. Um, you're going to, you're going to subconsciously have these things manifest because, you know, that's part of what it's, it's automatic. It, it, it almost happens, you know, without even me, it's like, you almost want to get out of the way for this kind of stuff to happen because that's how it, mm-hmm. um, that's how it happens. So the residents are just doing this automatically. So I don't even, a lot of times I don't, I don't mention the health benefits because I want them to just experience it. Um, the other thing too, Lee, that is probably my favorite benefit for the, for the whole workshop is that a lot of the times I have a music component at the end of my presentation and a lot of the residents are, are, you know, some of them are, are, you know, in their, in their nineties and they're, they wow. have some health, they have some health challenges, but I'm finding that when they recognize a song and they feel the beat and they feel the rhythm, mm-hmm. it's almost like they, they're almost transported to a place where they remember that feeling. And a lot of them are getting up and dancing to this music and, a, and I'm playing the drums along with it, but I have a PA system, so mm-hmm. they're they're dancing, but uh, they're you know dancing to the music. Yeah, dancing to the and, music and the setup and all this and stuff. So, and it's uh, it's really that's just a, a fringe benefit of it because you know dancing is great for you, and and, and they're all smiling and uh-huh. it create it creates a good positive environment for them. That sounds. When this happens, that sounds wonderful. You know, there's been a lot of studies done of late in using a variety of forms of art to as therapy for dementia and other cognitive issues. Uh, and yeah. your your business flows right along in, into that. You know, as older people hear the music of their youth, they become alive and engaged again. You know, so and you're experiencing that in your workshops. Now, your works, yes. your watch. What's your business model? Your business model is basically you travel from senior center to senior center or any, are you focused on senior centers or are you, you know, what's your focus here? What's your client, you know, what's your client base consist of? So right now, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly early on in, in what I consider my, the business model in general. Mm-hmm. I've you know, been, been going for a little over a year, but mm-hmm. at this point, I've done senior centers and I've, and I've done a lot of uh, facilities, assisted living facilities and um, non-assisted. Mm-hmm. And my goal now or my client base has been a lot of, I'll do a one-time workshop. They'll see how it is. And they'll ask me back for continued, you know, another continued session. So sure. rather than, um, rather than book, you know, uh, a lot of different places at once, I will, I will do one these one-off kind of really intense, not intense, but like, you know, uh, one-off workshops to mm-hmm. see a trial, trial workshop. They'll see how it is. And they usually enjoy it very much. And the activities director will call me, you know, within a week or so and say, you know, we want to have you back on our regular, regular schedule Great. for, um, 
So yeah, it's uh, so that's like sustaining business. Um, I like that. I like that. You don't have to seek that business after you've acquired it. It keeps on coming back to you. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, Thank. I'm thankful for that. That part of it for sure. Yeah. So if you're selling one of everywhere, it's an every sale is an effort to you know to bring about. But with your sort of repeat business as you have going, it's a it can be a bit easier. So you do these workshops. Can you describe what a workshop is? You know, regardless of whether it's in the senior center or nursing home assisted living, what is a workshop? What do people see in this workshop? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's, there's the traditional drum circle and then there's what I consider for my, you know, the respectful beats workshop. Um, so what it is, is you, you have a, a traditional room with the uh, a presentation room or a performance room in the facility. And we have chairs kind of set in a half, a half moon shape. Mm-hmm. And in front of the chairs, I'll have a, a, a little drum set with symbols and a PA system. Okay, so this is one in front, a central area in front of the chairs. You ha- you set up yourself with a PA system and a set of drums. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then at that point, once everybody is kind of filed in to the to you know to the chairs and so forth, I I hand out these little eighteen inch djembe drums to the residents. Okay. Um, now some some of them don't all want to participate, so I'll I'll usually say okay. Do you mind if I put it on the ground? And if in the event that you want to participate, you can at least get okay. it at that point. Now, you, you, what kind of drums are these? These are they're, uh, African djembe drums, D-J-E-M-B-E, I believe okay. is the spelling. Yeah, I, I thought I saw you offer these on your site. Yeah, so. Yes, um, it's through, uh, I have a uh, connection over at uh, the Boston Drum Center. Okay. Um, which is in Acton, Massachusetts. And uh, I would say you go to the link on my site if anybody's interested in buying these. Um, I believe the company is Toka Djembe is, it makes it, but but uh, Sean over at Acton, okay. uh, Boston Boston Drum can get them for you. So. Okay. So now in your workshop, you, you've set every, you've set yourself up. You set these little Djembe, did I say that right? Djembe drums? That's right, yeah. Okay. Uh, in front of each chair. Um, in case the participants want to play along, continue to describe what this workshop shop is about. I'm trying to get an emotional sense of this workshop. Yeah, so at that point, you know, a lot of the residents are kind of not surprised, but they don't know what to expect. It's a, it's a relatively new activity for them to see these drums. They're holding the drums in their lap. Mm-hmm. They say they see the drum set. They don't know really what to expect. So. I usually start off with, with a joke um, just to kind of lighten the mood. Um, for example, I have, a, I have a library of jokes I go to, but you know, one of the ones when I was working at the, um, at the, uh, as a waiter, I would, there was a lot of food referencing because I was a waiter. So I said, you know, why did the musicians ask the Turkey to join the band? And of course the answer is because he had the drumsticks. So oh. they're like, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah, I know these corny little jokes. <laughs> yeah, so like, okay, let's get on with it. So I, you know, 
at that point, I explain who I am and and what you know that there are some benefits. So just that you know, I'm not kind of, you know, I, I'm listening to this. I'm not sure if that joke qualifies you as a comedian, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to quit my day job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's uh, you know, at that point, we we kind of begin. With a, with an exercise, a very simple warm up exercise that I do called one through eight, which is available on the website for anybody that's looking to to bring this to their senior facility or mm-hmm. drumming uh, session. It's a it's a very simple exercise that actually engages Lee those three C's that we talked about right off the right from the start. Um, okay, describe the exercise. The exercise is basically the numbers one through eight that you play with each hand. So for example, one would be right, left. Mm-hmm. Number two would be right, right, left, left. And then three would be right, 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 left, left, left. Now you go okay. all the way up to eight and then you go back down to one in one kind of sure. session, you know, one module. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, it might sound really basic and it might sound really easy, but until you do this exercise, you'll find that at about five, your mind is over at about two. Uh, okay. Because, because the, the trick is to keep the concentration, not so much the physical hitting of the note. That's right. Uh, so we do this a couple times and maybe the second time I'll speed it up. I'll say, okay, guys, that was very good, but that was like the kindergarten of, of the, of the uh, school system here. We're going to go to the, let's go to fourth grade. And so I speed it up to something else, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we go a little faster and then we try it. And then maybe we'll start at number four and just go down or do different variations on sure, that. Sure. So at least they're engaged in the instruction as well. So that point. Now, um, during these workshops, do you have, um, they're practicing these patterns and you have a number of people there that are, I'm assuming there are people who are not engaged in a drum, just watching and sitting and listening and et cetera, et cetera. But most are trying to get their hands on a drum to do these patterns. How do yes. you how do you engage those who are just sitting back? Do you make an effort to pull in those who are sitting back? Couple things. Um, there are definitely definitely folks that may may not want to participate. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, these are a lot of these assisted living facilities have nurses' assistants. They have, um, you know, residents. They have nurses that work mm-hmm. in the actual workshop that are there. So a lot of them, thank, thankfully, are helping kind of get them engaged. The ah, ones that okay. might, might not have a, a, an interest right off the bat. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing, too, is I try not to manage the workshop from a point of where it's not working because there's always going to be somebody that's not engaged. They don't maybe they don't like drums. They don't like the noise. But, sure. you know, that that's always going to happen. So sure. I try to focus on who's really into it and just kind of create it from there. If OK. Possible. OK. Now, what are the age, age ranges that you typically see, the youngest that you typically see and the oldest that you typically see? So for the seniors, probably 65 all the way up to 101. 65 up to 101. Yes. My goodness. I've had that, that resident, I believe she was um, 
she was, you know, she wasn't participating, but I, I she was definitely smiling at one point. We were mm-hmm. playing them to use the component, which was uh-huh. awesome. Okay. So 65 to 101, I'm sure there's a difference between a 65-year-old taking on a drum for the first time and a 100-year-old taking on the drum for the first time. Yeah, I, I like... I can't. I like the idea of this hundred and one, but a sixty-five-year-old, maybe because I'm sixty-six, it it seems more like a curiosity event rather than something that would be therapeutic. You know, if I were to pick up these drums, I'd want to explore them from an intellectual point of view. From a yeah, it's not. I wouldn't approach it from a therapeutic point of view. Yeah, it's more of a curiosity point of view. What do you find in sixty-five-year-olds younger? Say. Here's my, my approach to that would be that, you know, music is almost, it's a timeless, it's a timeless uh, activity, medium. Yes, right? Yes. Medium. So there's no way I could approach it where I say, okay, there's a 65-year-old in my class and a, maybe a 98-year-old or a 101-year-old, for, mm-hmm. for example. Um, in order to kind of teach the class with everybody's interests in, in heart, I would, you know, I kind of go on the assumption that this is new for all of them and that the, just the act of playing music, you know, yes. is engaging enough because it's timeless. You know yes. I mean? Oh yeah. Music is very powerful. It's, I've used it throughout my entire life to do so many things. So, yeah. um, so, so you've been conducting these workshops for about a year. What has been your, Worst experience in a workshop? Uh, worst experience. Let's see. The one that you just shook your head well, over and said, I hope that never happens again. <laughs> well, you know, occasionally you'll get a workshop where the residents just not are not engaged. They, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they don't, They maybe they had a tough day or, you know, so, something else happened, but they're just not engaged. They don't, they're not enthusiastic about drumming at that point. Mm-hmm. So occasionally you'll get a, what I like to call a, a heckler at one of these uh, <laughs> workshops, you know, some of the, that I, I swear are just out to, you know, get, get me that day. But I, I, I play it with a, a grain of salt, you know, it's, it's very, I look at it now and it's, it's, you know, I laugh at it, but I remember one time, I had a gentleman that I think, you know, he, he had trouble hearing. Uh-huh. So whatever he said, he didn't realize that I was hearing it, I, I think, as well. Uh-huh. So I was playing some, uh, just doing my workshop, playing the music and stuff. And every time I'd break, he would, you know, he whispered to somebody next to him, uh, you know, that was a lousy song or something, you know, something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun. It's not funny, but it's, it's, uh, it's part of the, part of the workshop, but it was just funny because the last song I played, I said, uh, okay guys, I'm going to play one more song. Does anybody have any requests before I do so? And then I, I look over and, and he whispers to the, the lady next to him. I think he said, yeah, I wish this guy would get the heck out of here. <laughs> That was his okay. last request. So I said, okay, <laughs> one, one more. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it, 
that's the worst of it, to be honestly. And how about the other side of that? How about you know walking away from a workshop where you felt truly inspired by what happened? Do you have any stories there? Yeah, I mean, this has been happening. It's almost like over this, and I'm saying that in all honesty. Especially the first time they they kind of they hear it. Um, you know, my favorite part is when we do the when we do the music component of the workshop is that when they get up and they and they dance to it, ah. they're real super engaged. I, that's my favorite part because. Um, at that point, it's not about me teaching them. It's about them enjoying mm-hmm. that, you know, the... And that always inspires you. Now, do you have... You, you keep on referring to this music component. Do you have various components to these workshops? So describe these components that you refer to. Sure. So the first half of the workshop is the drumming, the djembe drumming I spoke about. We're going to do modules. Yep. An example of them for exercises for their health. Mm-hmm. The second half of the workshop is that musical part I mentioned. Okay. In which I have the PA system and we play songs that are very memorable, very personable mm-hmm. to the lar- to the generations that are there. Yep. And uh, sometimes I'll make a game of it. For example, I'll say I have a, a I'm, in my musical part, I have a, a game called the, the United States Map Music. Uh, it's like a, 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 we play a bunch of music related to the map of the United States. So, for example, the songs have, reference to different states. Ah, okay. So okay. I said, okay, okay, guys, picture a map of the United States. Now we're going to start in Boston and maybe we'll do something like Sweet Caroline where it's a reference to the Red Sox. Mm. And we'll play that song. Okay. And then we'll say, okay, now we're going, we're going to fly down to Pennsylvania. We play the Pennsylvania polka. Okay. <laughs> so just little things to keep it interesting. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, the music component is... You know, I'm playing it through my iPad on with my drum set, so uh-huh. I have a lot of control over the songs, a library of songs mm. that they might request some, and I try to have as, as many in my library as they might request. Ah, so you you carry a library with you just just for this portion, just uh, hoping that they will be engaged with the library that you have. I mean, yeah. Um, how do you select this library? I mean, it, how old are you, by the way? I'm uh, 39. You're 39. Seems to be a lot of 39-year-olds around these days. Um, yeah. So the library that a 39-year-old has is slightly different than the library that a 90-year-old has. <laughs> That's very true. So I have I have a Respectful Beats folder. Uh-huh. Keep everything for the workshops in there, and I have it kind of subfolders for the different themes. Uh, maybe it's a Brazilian... Mm-hmm music that I want to show them the a samba or a, a bossa nova, for example. Okay. Or it's a, a, a holiday theme, like a, a 4th of July where we do a lot of marches. We do a lot of American theme songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's different than the, the 90 year olds 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'd have an iPod or an iPad at that okay. point, but <laughs> it, it's just so I'm just so fascinated here, Steve, because you've tapped into you've discovered a niche that is just so perfect. It's it's untapped. You know, we're just starting to discover the connection between the arts and therapeutic tactics to address the cognitive issues that older people may have. And, you know, like, I'm just so fascinated at what you're doing and the work you're doing and the demographic that you are pointing yourself to. As you know, you know, between now and 2050, you know, there's supposed to be a lot more, you know, seniors hanging around the earth than there has been before. So your work is very timely. I mean, like, I just, just hearing about it is, you know, is inspiring me. And I was very attracted to it because our audience has a large, large overlap. So the benefit, you know, I'm thinking of just reading your articles, the seven benefits to older people for drumming. I'm thinking of just getting engaged myself now. Yeah, I'm a agile 66 year old, but still there's benefits to me. Yeah. Um, and all the rest of it. you've convinced me that I could benefit by going through such a avenue. That's how strong I see your passion. That's how strong that I see your passion. So um, thanks, Lee. Thank you. And you know, like I think you're sitting on a. You know, I certainly will be keeping track of respectful beats because I think it's tapped into something that other people should explore. If I can help you do that from my end. I would most certainly be pleased to do that, Steve. So, how do I pronounce your last name? It's Benedetto. Benedetto. I think you got it right at the beginning, Leo. I was impressed. Okay. <laughs> Benedetto. Okay. So, and people can get hold of you through Respectful Beats, your your website. That's correct. Respectfulbeats.com. Okay. And I, I will have that that link in in my show notes page for for this episode is there anything else that you want to tell my listeners um anything at all you know like uh, with your passion with the workshops with how you market yourself mia anything at all you'd like to tell my listeners just to give it a give it a chance because mm-hmm. once you start playing i think you'll find that it's a very relaxing and uh you know fun uh instrument the drums you know you, you can you can do anywhere anytime mm. um, consider hopefully your neighbors are, are just as forgiving <laughs> it, it is it, it gets loud sometimes but I can um, ima- I can imagine this nursing home producing this loud raucous sound with the neighbors of the nursing home saying well you guys cut it out <laughs> you know what Lee, it's it's, fu- it's funny that that has not been too much of a uh uh, an, an issue, you know, they, they've been thankful. I don't know if it's because some of them can't hear <laughs> or, you know, what it is, but um, there's an old there's an old proverb that goes, if thou neighbor done you wrong, give his child a drum. <laughs> that, that is just to uh, show you the, the, the power of uh, the fact that it's very loud. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> um, I would imagine older people might respond to that loudness in a different way. Yeah. Does that cause you problems? How loud it is? No. Um, you know, we don't, we don't go to it too high a volume. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a manageable, and I'm always I'm always monitoring the volume button on my iPad just in case so I can <laughs> tweak, tweak it just in case. But um, for the most part, it's been relatively you know no no issues or problems with the with the sound yeah. level. I'm I'm extremely intrigued by your approach to older people, especially as a 39 year old. I'm ex- you know, you show a degree of compassion that has has drawn me in, Steve. Yeah, so um... thank you, thank you very much. And that wraps it for episode number seven of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. I certainly hope that the conversation was just as insightful for you as it was for me. Now, Steve would like to offer my listeners either a free workshop or a free djembe drum. If you are connected to an institution or organization that would like to explore a free drum workshop from Respectful Beats, please leave a message in the show notes page. If you're an individual not connected to an organization that would be interested in a workshop, then how about a free djembe drum? Again, all you have to do is leave comments on the show notes page, and I will wait for two weeks from the release of this episode to evaluate these comments and pick the winner of the free workshop and the free djembe drum. So please visit the show notes page to find out more information about the things that Steve and I have discussed here today. And you can always find the show notes page at innergameofaging.com forward slash IGA7. You can also email me directly with the email address of lee at innergameofaging.com. I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And so, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Inner Game of Aging podcast with Lee Mo Watt. Check out more content by going to theinnergameofaging.com. That's theinnergameofaging, no spaces, dot com. Stay with us as we learn the many ways of being older without growing old.